The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Well, I watched another episode of Space 1999. Oh, goody. So, what happened in this one? Well, of course, you know, they're in space. Right. Yeah. And uh, there's some interesting things here that I, I think they've made mention of it before. I'm sure they did. Uh, but the idea, uh, the, the, the title is Space Warp. And so, I would think for the distant uh, interstellar travel that uh, the show's been involved with uh-huh. that this would be a regular occurrence for how deep they're going it's not just hey that nuclear blast really set us off you know well it did initially yeah but that's still not a, they would still be in the solar system you know <laughs> well oh because the sun's gravity would be that strong yeah a lot stronger than just a nuclear blast from their nuclear waste dump or whatever the hell that was in the first episode. Yeah, something like that. You know how dangerous it would be to just haul all that stuff to the moon? I mean, what if the the rocket exploded in Launch of Earth? Well, that's uh, that's like a dirty bomb, you know? The whole area would be irradiated. Yeah. I don't think they thought this through. No, not really. But anyway, the space warp thing uh, is uh, more of the... the, the the episode here, the first disaster they got to deal with. The other one is uh, Maya has the flu. Oh, no, that's terrible. Oh, boy, it's so bad. That's why everybody should get their flu shot. Yeah. Well, apparently she didn't. Oh, God. Why that? Why that? Well, I think they missed an opportunity here. I think uh, the suggestion, I believe, I may have nodded off a bit. But nevertheless, uh, that uh, the space warp distortions had something to do with her illness or something. I don't know. I, I, hmm. Why can't they just say she caught the flu? Yeah, I know. And that would make more sense because she's an alien and she's, I mean, she kind of looks human, but she's a shape-shifting. She turns into, you know, birds and dogs and everything. Doesn't matter what the size. I know. She turned into a cockroach once. Exactly. So... Uh, but apparently she can't uh, shapeshift the necessary antibodies to fight off the, the flu. So she's got a bad fever, and she warns the doctor that she needs to put her in restraints. Oh, my God. She's she's into that? Well, she, yeah, that we don't know her culture and stuff. Who knows? You know, and since she can shapeshift. So she's probably by that. She's probably got the hots for Helena, too. Well, if, if if this was done today, that would definitely... Oh, yeah, that, you would have to. Right. So, uh, but no, uh, it's not for bondage. She uh, said, hey, I might go crazy from the fever and turn into a monster. And so uh, the doctor says, hey, yeah, oh, yeah, good point. So uh, puts her in restraints. But, of course, it's just these Velcro strap things. So I don't think the, she fully took this as seriously as she should because of she, of course, the fever drives her crazy and she turns into a monster and goes on a rampage. Now that's really stupid. Don't They already know she could do that because she's already turned into monsters and stuff. I know. So, boy, yeah, uh, Helena really dropped the ball on this. Um, 
I mean, I guess that's the only restraints they had. Just Velcro. I mean, just an ordinary human being could get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was the the struggle they had to deal with, at least at, at, at that point. The, the other one. There's another one? Yeah. Well, at the outset, before they reached the space warp, which they're unaware of, uh, there's this lost, uh, well, derelict spaceship, and they say, hey, let's investigate that. There might be something in there. Yeah, you could uh, uh, scavenge all kinds of other property and whatnot. I mean, look, they left it there. It's like some people, you know, if they look down upon, and uh, for good reason, because there can be fleas and stuff. But if you, like, see a decent uh, lazy boy chair or sofa on the side of the road, well, you know, it, it's yours. Finders keepers. Yeah, it's something like that. I don't know about the fleas, but they get into the ship eventually. But before they get there... Uh, the the alpha the moon <laughs> along with the alpha base uh encounters the space warp and disappear oh my god leaving the the, the eagle shuttle there all by themselves that's right uh koenig and uh tony are uh going to investigate that ship but now holy crap there's no base for them to return to oh man they're just gonna die in that shuttle out there Pretty much. So uh, they go to the derelict ship to try to, well, hopefully they can find something. <laughs> Maybe some extra oxygen or even some food. Yeah, but you don't know who the aliens are and what they eat. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? You know, I mean, you're gonna, you're definitely going to have the squirts, probably projectile squirts, eating alien food. Yeah. And probably catch their flu oh that's right you wouldn't have the uh the immunity to it no so anyway uh that's what they're dealing with and then there's a tape on there turns out the ship uh is abandoned uh and there's a message there from the captain who explains what happened same thing to them their mothership went through the uh space warp and they spent their time trying to calculate where the warp exactly was so that they could follow it through but ran out of time. Uh, the crew had died, uh, and or, or no, they they attempt uh, damage the ship or something, something like that. I'm forgetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what happened to the captain? Oh, well, he died too, but he left that message to explain things. Well, that was nice of him to leave a little note. Yeah, and uh, as luck would have it, they had figured out the coordinates exactly, but too late for them. So of course, Koenig and Tony said, "Well, we got the coordinates." So. Uh, they used the derelict ship to boost the eagle, and they made it to the space warp. It's a good thing they were able to read, you know, the alien stuff. Yeah, they, they probably needed something there, or deal was. Yeah, I don't know how they would get to that, you know, where there was some AI or something they could figure it out and understand language. Of course, they got Maya, who might know a few things, but, I mean, they're really out there going all over the place. So odds are they would not be able to uh, figure out what the alien chicken scratch was, you know. Yeah, that would be tough. So anyway, but, you know, it was somewhere around there. Yeah, an invisible hole. Yeah, and so they get through it. Meanwhile, Maya is turning into different monsters and tearing up the place, tries to steal the shuttle. And why is she doing that? Oh, well, she's having weird memories about saving her father. Oh, that was Brian Blessed. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, of course he died on that planet because he was nuts and everything. And uh, so in her feverish uh, madness, uh, she's turned into a monster in the hopes that she could steal an eagle and fly back to her planet. Well, she can't now. Be good God, how many light years away they are now from that space warp? Yeah, exactly. But you know she's feverish and crazy. So, uh, but they finally uh, capture her. And uh, they, you know, try to get her to change back and, and treat her and whatnot. Um, and she gets uh, wounded in the, the, the fight, but unfortunately she's in this alien body and they don't really know how to treat it. Um, so she just, if she changes back to her more like human form, they could treat her. Yeah. But in the midst, uh, Russell's going to go ahead and, uh, Helena, you know, she's going to go ahead and try to operate because, well, you know, she's in bad shape. Uh, and then she turns into her father. Brian Blessed came back. No, it was just some guy who kind of looked like him, but good enough. Maybe it was like her uncle or something. It could be. I wonder why she would be thinking of that. They're better off not knowing. Anyway, uh, he gets in a fight with him and stuff, and they knock him out. Um, the thing about it, though, if she it was a, it was another humanoid form, so they still could have performed the surgery then, you know. Oh yeah, because they would know how to work on that, right? But anyway, she beats them all. The fight scenes are terrible. They're really awful. Not that good choreography there, huh? No. And uh, boy, Barbara Bang just cannot act uh, in scenes like that. She never really did that much. At, at, yeah, I mean, there's she's a rather uh, you know a flat face when it comes to emotion and stuff. But here. You know, when, oh, no, there's danger. No, Maya. Ah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. And uh, so turns into another monster, goes on the run, uh, goes in. Uh, anyway, they eventually capture her and she turns back and, you know, they're good. And by the time Tony and Koenig uh, get back, uh, Tony's like, well, oh, they've been resting while we were working hard to get back. And they make it a silly joke. Oh. That's nice. Well, you know, no harm done. Actually, no. There was quite a bit. What do you mean? Well, uh, in her madness, she ended up destroying the, uh, a, quite a bit of the hangar where they keep the eagles, and it destroyed one of them. And with the fire breaking out, I I would imagine probably destroyed a couple of more. Oh, my God. And what with the fire, and, and you know, they're stuck on that boot. How much oxygen supply do they have? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question there. Uh, lefty, because uh, I mean, they never show. Well, I think they did a couple of times, but they they would need like a massive uh, greenhouse of uh, vegetation there, uh, and provided they come in contact with some stars to uh, you know provide the sunlight, uh, that could make the, their oxygen. Uh, but yeah, uh, with a fire breaking out, burning it all up. Yeah. Well, I mean. Again, the whole concept of the moon would be traveling through space. Yeah. Well, space warps would, you know. That's what they should have just done. They should have been in some kind of, you know, like Alpha was a space station. They got sucked into a space warp and came. Yeah, that would be a better idea instead of the whole moon doing it. But um, that's what they, instead of just the blast, it would have been like this experiment with wormholes or something. Right. And then off they go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 
con- conceptually, there's some ideas here that's not bad. The idea of Maya losing control, fine. The space warp, of course, uh, interesting and all that. But man, the the fight scenes and action scenes were just badly done. Uh, and then you you have that '70s music. <laughs> what? Like, what? What do you think? Well, it's you know that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like porno music. Well, well, yes. So there you go. Another fun-filled episode of Space 1999. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Male nurse pleasures himself next to Uber Driver. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. While taking an Uber home to his $655,000 townhouse, a Florida man exposed his genitals and pleasured himself to completion, forcing the driver to clean up the mess left behind by his Front seat passenger. The driver picked up Jason Haggerty, 46, around 8.45 p.m. in Tampa and drove him to St. Petersburg, where Haggerty owns a residence with his husband. While en route, Haggerty displayed and exposed his penis and proceeded to masturbate. The duration of the ride until... Arriving home. The driver told police he speaks no English and was unable to tell the defendant to stop. Uh huh. Though he did use his phone to record the defendant masturbating. The driver said that Haggerty ejaculated inside the vehicle. In order to continue working, the driver had to personally clean the seminal fluid from his own vehicle. <laughs> Imagine hearing this story and realizing you were the next passenger. <laughs> well, uh, an arrest affidavit noted that there was a third unknown person... <laughs> in the vehicle's back seat who spoke up for the victim at the conclusion of the ride. Oh, well. Uh, Police believe alcohol played a role in the incident, no doubt. Haggerty, a licensed nurse practitioner, was arrested for exposure of sexual organs, a misdemeanor, and booked into the county jail. During a court hearing, a judge ordered Haggerty released from custody on his own recognizance. The judge directed Haggerty to have no contact with the driver. Additionally, the judge ruled that the defendant shall not use Uber, Lyft, rideshare, or any assisted means of transportation while the case is pending. So, I, I don't know, I guess Haggerty will just have to beat off while on foot. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Whoever you are, I'm going to have to 
venture outside the tower in order to reconfigure the generator in order to restore the necessary power to heal the shielding around the time tower. Ordinarily, my wife would aid me, but I don't want to put her at risk. So I'm going to have to ask you for help, even though I don't know that I can trust you. Well, considering I'm just as dependent on a well-shielded tower as the rest of you, I think you could put some trust in me on that point. And, by the way, my, my name's Russell. Cliff Russell. And now it's time for the adventures of the Baron Boy. Dealing with it now. You go back to bed. You need to. You need to be in bed. Wait there until I say otherwise. Go on now. <sighs> the alarm. We must act quickly. Uh, uh, we mustn't uh, delay. Bear, I mean, uh, sir. No, it, you're still unwell. You, you, you must. You must remain in your your cabin and, and, and lie down. What? But you, temporal. You're here. Well, uh, well but, yes. But it's... I, but if you did the alarm, it must be a dress. It is merely a power failure, and my husband is addressing it. Power failure? For the time tower? It can't be left unshielded. The consequences. No. As I told you, Baron, Baron. my husband is... Handling it. Now, come along. Back back oh, to your cabin. You're still so dizzy. The warping of the vortex did do quite the number on me. I have no choice but to abide by your your guidance. Very well, then. It's just, he must succeed. He must. Oh, well, you didn't stress. He's very capable. And... Losing you again. Oh. Oh, no. Explosions. Baron! Oh. Oh, damn! Still we getting closer. Yes. We say another skirmish is afoot. A bit more local than I had hoped. Well, you mean the war's still going on? Well, it's more fighting over scraps by now. Everything's devolved into brutal savagery. Full circle, don't you think? Yes, well... I'll have to postpone our philosophical discussion for later, Mr. Russell. Here's the generator now. If you'll hold the torch up. Well, uh, oh, yes. You should be able to crank it thus. How long before the shields can be restored? Well, they've only been down for a short while. The batteries should still be hot. So as soon as we can crank it, I'd say... Oh, five, ten minutes tops. All right. Well, first optimistic thing I've heard in a while. Uh-oh. The hell was that? I'm afraid that sounded like the growl of a boar wolf. Boar wolf? Yes, it seems some idiots decided to create a bunch of mutated chimeras. Chim- chimer- yes, creatures that... Uh, 
an amalgam of two separate species, in this case, a, a boar, wild boar, and wolves with razor-sharp tusks. What? No, it was just a happenstance, but uh, the idea was thinking that, I don't know, the meat supply could be increased by aggressive creatures. Well, of course, it blew up in their faces. All those researchers became became the meat, as it were. Oh, yes, there's quite a few nasties out there alongside the, uh, you know, uh, thieves and scavengers and soldiers looking for scraps and all that. And don't get me started on the mute mosquitoes. Uh, okay. Oh, yes, about the size of crows. Those bites are, well, always fatal, of course. Yeah, yeah, I, I would expect. And then, of course, there's... Well, the terror hornets with their giant stingers. Oh, good lord. And many a people impaled on those. Yeah, okay, Baron. Let's, uh, let's get this thing uh, fired up, shall we? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Uh, here we are. All right, hold it there, steady. All right. Here goes nothing. Well, let's hope it's more something than nothing. Hmm? Oh, yes, yes, quite. Hey, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, yes. hey, you're the expert. I'm no time tower uh, well, engineer, but uh, sounds like we <laughs> we've got power up and running. <laughs> we do indeed, Mister Russell. We, we do indeed. All right, things are looking. Hey, is that is that a hmm? teleporter potty? Oh, don't be silly. That's an outhouse. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, it's the teleporter potty. What else could it be? Well, an outhouse. Well, <laughs> well, well, it can be. I think. Oh, oh no, Russell, Russell, look who finally decided to come on out of his ivory tower to what? walk around us mere pissings. <laughs> you, you actually domesticated a. A bull wolf? Well, sure. Not without some of my injury. Bubba! Shoulder man, you stump. Okay, oh. daddy. Okay. Well, that's quite that's all right. I gotta walk with a pig. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> my left hand's a hook. Oh, Good. oh dear me. Um, <laughs> well. Yeah, poor wolf. He ate it and turned it into poo-poo. <laughs> all right, all right. He will have what? But I... Uh, the teacher moves balls, though. Uh, balls. Well, then, call him back before he, before he slaughters Mr. Russell. Yeah, I don't think we'll be doing that, no. What? That but, friend of yours is pretty big and fearsome. Oh, well. yeah, bigger than me, did he? Bigger than we take him out first. What? Yeah. But you're going to show us where you keep your goodies and share oh, with all of us. <laughs> No. Like you should have been yeah. all alone. Well, listen, the situation um, oh, was... Damn it. Uh, Bubba, I can't hear myself think with that thing making noise. Ooh. Shut that thing down. Okay, Daddy. Okay. No, no, no! You knew that thing would explode. You didn't warn me or Bubba at all. Bubba did warn you. Oh, no, Bubba. Oh, that big old 
Charles went blew off, went right through his head. Good. Oh man, I'm all messed up. Good. You barely got a scratch. Actually, well, I'm about to give you one. Well, I have quite. Hey, like that, huh? How about another, huh? You. No! Don't! Temporal! Temporal! Hold Temporal! It's. It's. Dear God! It's. Temporal! It's mortal! No, Temporal, no! It's a mortal word, Bear! No! You have to. have to save Bitty! Temporal! Temporal! No! No, not again! No, no! What? Damn my uselessness! It's you! You. Unfortunately. So I. I survive? No. I'm afraid you don't. I'm not your future. I'm. I'm an alternate. Oh! Oh, yes. Never met one of. Me before. Neither have I. Easy. You. You have to. You have to save Biddy. Biddy? Little Bridget. Um, uh, my daughter. Daughter. Please. Baron. Baron! Some first aid in the tower. I could certainly use it. I managed to use his tusk against him. I. Perrin? Perrin! Oh my god. He's dead! Holy crap, the other one's leaving in the pan van! Perrin! Have the keys? Oh, blessed be he does. His porter body or bust. Oh, this one. Oh, come on, come on. This one. No, this. Oh, I'm in. I'm in.
signal was so certain and winked out. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. <laughs>